0: Hello everyone. I'm Robert Gammon and this is my search for meaning, understanding and good conversation. This episode I'm joined by my uh, esteemed co-host of the Old Games View podcast and hopefully of the Coconut Freeway podcast if we ever get round to doing one which records well. Um but it is of course Chris Hunt. Thank you very much Chris for joining. Oh hello.
1: Me. Hello. No, I'm honored honored to be on the show to be completely honest. I'd be happy to be here.
0: Oh, I know. I, 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 thank you very much for joining me. Um, do you have anything you yeah, want to plug whole thing before feels we get very familiar. Oh, sorry. Ah, no, not at all.
1: Yeah. No, no, let's just saying this whole thing feels quite familiar. Uh, no, not really. Um, if you've got any kids and you want them to go be educated, then take them to school, because that's kind of what I do. So <laughs> take your kids say, to really. school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, isn't that a nice, wholesome message? <laughs> <laughs> it's is it's not normally. I like do people who have done a bit of ra- doing a bit of radio or stuff, but you, you, you know your career and you've always wanted to do your career. We, we always well, it's quite strange. It's yeah,
1: it's quite strange that anything I've ever done on radio it's always been with you. We started off with the um, well, we started off with the uh, Gamin and Joe's Notorious Show featuring Chris in the third series yeah. and our second series, and then we did the gamesby podcast. Every time I've ever done anything like this, it's always been with you.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's, it's always been, but you've always uh, been the newscaster. Uh, because you have that voice and you're very, very professional and you can you can say the words that I always find difficult. Well, it's,
1: well, it's the way you decided, it's, you always said it was a posh southern voice, it's the hello and welcome to the it, BBC it, News. It's the,
0: it's the BBC <laughs> News voice, that's what I call it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, yeah, it's not like the old-fashioned BBC News voice. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, I say, jolly good show, old bean. This is my search for meaning, <laughs> and so uh, we are trying to delve into... Look what what we find the most meaningful things to us. Um, why are they meaningful? And uh, hopefully, we understand a bit more about us and the world by having this uh, little interview. Um, obviously, hmm. if you uh, sometimes these go really deep, sometimes these only go skin skin deep. But um, it is what it is. So I've got a questions <laughs> just to kind of help you prompt you into this kind of conversation. And the first one I always find okay, bring on. really really interesting. And that is what is your most meaningful possession, uh, and uh, that you own. Oh,
1: that's very interesting. Oh, that's really quite. That's a that is a good starting question. Um, it depends, really. Um, I would say, arguably, the possession that if it got broken, I'd be most upset about would probably be an electric piece of equipment, like something like a PlayStation or TV. But that's not what I consider the most important. Um, I don't know. It was strange. I was never like anybody. I never had a teddy when I was younger. I had a blanket, <laughs> I burnt them which all. I kind of ripped. Sh- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I watched their eyes burning in the depths of. Did you hell. have a blanket? Um, you I, I had a blanket, but I kind of ripped that apart by the time I was four years old. Because I kept picking holes in it and leaving it all over my parents' car, which they were not happy about. Um, <laughs> you were a troublemaker. I think some. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, even at the age of three, I was causing trouble. Um, I'd say something along the lines of either a either something that holds a lot of value to me and my family so for example there's lots of films that we like particularly so a dvd of that i like i quite i hold quite dear but then again other stuff like my racing helmet you know i take my racing very seriously that's kind of that's kind of the mentality as soon as i put that on i become something different that's like that's something not everybody sees that's something only people on the track can see so i'd say that's quite important because that's part of what i've become that's what motivated me to just do that sort of thing lose all that weight etc et yeah et cetera. i'm gonna so i'm say gonna quickly something in
0: just quickly because um, yeah, sure. Because I was saying, like, I can understand, uh, understand, like the whole helmet thing, because it's something that you turn yourself into. It's you, you said is had a big impact on your life in terms of you lost a lot of weight in order to facilitate that hobby. But the DVD things, I can understand, like, oh, uh, we, you know, we always watch them things together and stuff. Stuff like for you, it's normally yeah, like the stuff like the Saint, isn't it? <laughs> but.
1: Saint the Persuaders. Yeah. I've got a new I'm I've actually, seen a lot of note, these uh,
0: sh- recently come back out in the um in, in, in the shops. I've seen like DVDs of the oh, Saint really? everywhere. Yeah,
1: they're coming through. Um, and so pick that's why I was kind pick of up the wondering. Persuaders, by like, the way.
0: <laughs> would these be more meaningful uh, are these less meaningful because that you could pick it up again or or is it or does it not matter to you?
1: it's the sort of thing, it's you can pick it up again, but if you if it got broken or something similar, I'd be very disheartened by mm-hmm. it. I think some th- Thing more about it. I think it's probably more what the show represents as opposed to actual the DVD itself. Um, like, I I think it's probably more some some sort of merchandise I have around it. For example, I've got the um, painted picture of Thunderbird two, oh, yeah. which is honestly one of a kind. If that got lost, I'd be devastated. And it's not just because the picture is bloody awesome. I'm looking at it right now as I'm saying this but it's the meaning behind it it's, um, I watch that with my parents I watch it with my brother I'm watching with all sorts of people through all walks of life I've embarrassed myself ranting about it God knows how many times and it's not just the picture itself it's the whole meaning behind it and what it stands for for me personally like yeah. someone can walk in and say oh that's a picture from a rather shitty 60s TV show but for me it's more than that and it's only something I'll ever understand which I quite like in a it's way it's not just a shitty, shitty TV movie. show it's a brilliant it's my <laughs> shitty TV show <laughs> I was say, for you, similar, it's like Only Fools and Horses with you. That's something like, that's quite family based of you, isn't um,
0: it? Uh, it's just that we live around the corner of where it used to be filmed. And that's, I only just like talking about like how, I just like put it, saying the fact that his middle name is Cholton and that's obviously my team. I like where I grew up. But that, that is not, yeah. it's not so big um, as, no, it's, we're not as, uh, as. I don't think we, we used to watch a lot of things together, but not to the degree of which you kind of, um, that you always have to watch it with your dad. You always watch the James Bond films. You always do that kind of thing. I have a few things. I always have the martinis. Like, I always like to try and watch, like, if there's a new Star Trek film, I always make sure I watch it with dad. Not because I particularly like it, but I just know that my dad really likes it. And it means that it gives him a reason to go and watch it and like someone to watch it with, Mm. you know, so he doesn't have to watch it on his own and stuff like that. I'm in a
1: similar sort of position, especially the Star Trek films. I think, from the position of say, like our fathers, that sort of thing, it must be quite significant to watch something you watched as a child, fifty, forty, or however many years later, with your with your son and or daughter in the same position. That must be quite significant for them. I yeah, think. I can't wait. I think I know so, my dad like, definitely enjoys it. I can't it.
0: wait to force them through until dawn. When they're like, when they're four,
1: <laughs> At seven years old, play it, <laughs> play it. <laughs> what decision are you going to make? It doesn't mean anything, but it means lots to me. No, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think what well, I think be, actually that's a quite a good point. Would you ever like dust off the old ps One? Would you take that down to your kids who have Mate, been hyper to half amazing the amazing That's reason games? that
0: I've still got it um, for that same reason. Mm. So yeah, that was the thing. I think for me, a lot of the um, my precious items and stuff like that are actually the games because. I like the fact that they have they they tell stories it's like grabbing your books if you get me um, and stuff yeah. like that so I would yeah I would probably grab a few photographs a few books and probably like a, one of my games consoles probably not the newer ones because the newer ones you can always buy the stuff again but the uh and a lot of it's digital anyway but yeah. a lot of the older ones you you might lose something uh, uh, that you can't get back but then that's but oh, then they're remaking won- everything again anyway so it doesn't matter
1: yeah I want my future children to understand how devastating it is to get a cartridge, put it in, not work first time, blow in the cartridge and then have it work in that feeling of euphoria as it happens. I want them to understand <laughs> that struggle.
0: Yeah, I, I completely <laughs> understand that. Um, I, I, oh, back in them days, oh, I remember using my cousin's NES and it just being like, I don't know how it worked, but it just always did. Anyway, is it?
1: It does. It's, it's a magic trick. It's such a good trick. Let's
0: get, let's get back on to uh, somewhat of topic. And um, so you talks about... I you, okay, so so if you had to pick three items now, which were the most meaningful, what would they be? Um, so I'd say... You, three So you said the helmet. I think you'd probably keep there.
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to go on impulse. I'm just going to say what comes to my head first. I'm not going to think morally of what it should be. Um, helmet, um, because of what it symbolises for me personally, even though like it's just, just a bit of fun. Uh, I'd say... The possession of the painting possibly because that represents all that my family have that represents james bond that represents my nerdisms which my family reciprocate with me i would also say probably oh a third meaningful item strange this is gonna sound really bizarre but my um id tag um for my for teaching at school so this is my first id tag it's got my picture it's got my name on it and i don't really feel like i'm a teacher i don't feel like i'm in my my realm of teaching until i put that on Every single day, I put on the same sort of clothes. I put on the trousers, the waistcoat, the shirt. But I don't feel like if without that, I'd feel like I wasn't quite properly a teacher. But with it on, it enables me to do my job. Strange, yeah. It kind of gets you into, uh,
0: yeah, into, character in such yeah. a way. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. I think you always used to dress mm. when you've. Well, I'm assuming you haven't changed in like three months. Um, you. <laughs>
1: no, I do. I do still dress. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but you'd always dress quite <laughs> smartly, and always had.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've upped it. Yeah, a level. I can
0: imagine, but I've... at the same time, I mean, like. It's not, it's not, when you're wearing a suit, it's not necessarily saying, oh, I'm a teacher, but by putting that extra bit of effort in, it might be doing that for you.
1: I'm doing it the way that seeing as kids are expected to wear uniform, I might as well put the effort in and show sh- and be smart myself. I'm <laughs> Turn considered up in a, a role model. <laughs> Exactly, which, to be fair, some teachers do do. I mean, um, we have a t- we have hoodies with our names on the back of it, which are meant to wear when you're doing PE. Some of them just get away and wear it all day, which is absolutely fine. But I think if kids are going to wear a uniform each day and they see teachers wearing what they want to wear, they're going to go, wait, why is this guy who's meant to be authority doing that? If I go and wear a uniform being When well, you've lived as long as long I have, then you can wear exactly. the jumper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you haven't well, seen enough a... shit yet. <laughs>
1: I spent all of my years waiting in Azkaban
0: uh,
1: <laughs> but I think uh, it's, it's it's just a level of respect for really. me, yeah, and yeah, also to be fair, I just like I just like dressing smart. I love wearing a waistcoat; it's brilliant. I can every time I teach every time the kids go, out I can look in a mirror and pretend I'm James Bond. Quickly, I,
0: I, I can completely imagine <laughs> you. I'm going to get on to uh, so there's some really interesting answers. I think we might delve a bit more into uh, oh, i a bit more quiet. Uh, I might dive a bit more into that a bit later. um However, I'm going to ask you the next question. Absolutely, and that is, um, well, it kind of works a, a lot because you're a teacher. But what is the most meaningful thing you've done this week or fortnight?
1: This week or fortnight? Week or fortnight? Yeah, I'm going to say fortnight okay.
0: because sometimes I recall record, I've recorded this once on a Monday before, and they were like, "It's only Monday." I was like, Cut. "You know what I mean?" <laughs> I didn't do anything yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: I'd say it's definitely going to revolve, uh, revolve around teaching. Like it's it's now what most uh, of yeah, my week is, and to be honest, I love doing it. It's still it's still absolutely brilliant. I think. Um, have you ever heard of a growth mindset? Have you heard of what what that is? Uh, no. Basically, um, you either have a mentality where I can't do this, but I'm going to learn how to do mm-hmm. it, or I can't do this, I'll never do this, and that second mindset is really bad. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. And there's been one kid I've been teaching for quite a while now to get into the mentality of, I can do this, this will work. And I do it in like a very almost parental sort of way. I make it repeat, all that sort of stuff. She goes, oh, I can do this, blah, 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 blah. And last week it finally set in. And that was a really proud moment for me. And I was really happy with that. And it works in the Fortnite way, as you've been saying, because this week she's been doing it the entire time, saying, you know what, I can do this. And I've been like, yes, you can do it. Yes, there's been like fireworks going off, like cheerleaders cheering, all that sort oh, of thing. Oh, no, that's really nice. I think, that's I, really nice, yeah. I think... Just the fact it's made that difference now has been a huge moment and I love Essentially, it. Essentially it's just happened.
0: confidence in, in your ability, even or ability to learn anyway.
1: Yeah, it's weird as well because um, she's brilliant at math, oh, or she or he <laughs> um is brilliant at um English, but math is the reason it goes, it goes bad, so math anxiety perhaps. So it's realising that kids, because they get marked and they're either wrong or right, if it's wrong, it's wrong. Terrible, should be erased, shouldn't be there. If it's right, brilliant, Show it off. If math's I think you're meant to get it wrong before you get it right because that's how you yeah, learn how to get it it's right. For, for you need to reflect on your it? mistakes.
0: It's very rare that you could oh, yeah, just go, definitely. In and go I've got it spot on. There's a process.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And things like kids don't quite understand that because they're used to the tick cross mentality. If it's a cross it's wrong, forget about it. If it's a tick right, brilliant, great. But they need to understand that crosses can also be positive. That is sometimes a good thing. You also need to go through all of the crosses to get to the ticks in life. I tell you what this does get deep you're right. Yeah.
0: No, no, but it's, 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 it's quite interesting because I, I basically, it's very easy to say that, but then it's also a very different thing to understand that. Like, um, you can easily, mm. not even just, you can even know that and, and then still not be able to think in that way. You can you can say, ah, oh, you know what, I know that I can do this but at the same time I don't believe that I can do this and it's really weird that you can know something without believing it. Um, and it's
1: It's a weird yeah. thing as well but. It's a weird thing as well because every sort of media you see these days is all about being the best person you can be and persevering through whatever tr- uh, turmoil there is. And the thing is that it kind of oversaturate you to what it actually means because everything is so like over the top about being good, being positive and making sure you know you can do this, you can be the hero you strive to be, etc. You think, oh yeah, it's something I've heard on TV. It doesn't actually apply to me because yeah, you've heard it yeah. so much. And I think that's what's happening with kids, especially now that they're all playing with iPads and all that sort a of thing. A message
0: that is like overly use doesn't actually mean anything in a way because it doesn't exactly. it loses its meaning but it's um no it sounds it sounds interesting it sounds very uh very meaningful in a lot of different ways and
1: um oh no it's just it's been one of the biggest benefits of a teacher seeing that change in people who have now they've now been in my i don't know care is what i'd say they've now been in my um yeah. in my tutorage no, perhaps no, that's no, a no better I, way of saying I think it. care works For, yeah, they've been in it for six months now. And of course, six months when you're about eight years old is colossal. That is the longest amount of time ever. So seeing that change over that amount of time has been quite quite awesome, actually. That's I nearly really one twentieth of,
0: of their life. It's over a 20th. It's Shit, that's a really
1: a good point. It's,
0: isn't it? <laughs> that's a By really good point. By the end of the year, you're gonna have, you, you would have had over a 10th of, of their life you would have been a part of. <laughs>
1: Jesus! Wow, that's a really good point. I've never thought of yeah, it like that. And obviously, Bloody hell! Obviously,
0: that is a big responsibility. But at the same time, it sounds like oh, sorry, my phone just went off. It sounds like um, <laughs> you're you're stepping up to it, and you know you, that you've wanted to do this for a long while. Uh, I've actually got to talk to you later because I might need to, uh, you a bit of advice. Um, anyway, I'm I'm gonna go oh, ask no my next question. Okay, shoot. Um, and this one is a str- like that. I, I what I've decided is that I'm always gonna do the same. Philosophical question, or one of two actually, mainly because they're the two ones that are basically the easiest to grasp in this amount of time. And I think I've done. Mm-hmm. I think you uh, have done the. Have you done the trolley problem before?
1: Uh, no. Oh, okay, I we'll I do that.
0: It's very easy. You probably recognise it as soon as I say it. Okay. Essentially,
1: is it like supermarket? Is it supermarket? It's sweep? a
0: supermarket sweep, but with death.
1: Okay. um... <laughs> Oh my god, that's not. I'm. I'm now so prepared for this. I want this to happen. Uh, no, you don't. Uh, okay, so, let it be on BBC Two. You're
0: in a control box uh, at a tram centre, like um, you know, and you see a tram going completely off off its tits. It's going super fast and it's coming towards, uh, and it's going down this track. On this track, some uh something has happened and five people are trapped. There's no way that they can get out of it, and they're going to be hit by this tram unless you switch the direction left so you can either leave it going on and hitting these five people or you can press a button and direct it left but if you direct it left by pressing this button you will instead hit this one uh, one other person who who is also trapped and has no way of getting out so um, essentially it's do you let the train carry on towards the five people or do you press the button and turn it left towards the one
1: now, I find these questions very strange because I have the mentality, as said by Patrick Troughton in the season two episode of Doctor Who, uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, so therefore I'm automatically going to do it on the one person instead. I know it said direct choice against that guy's life, but in process I'm saving five other people
0: from yeah, th- no, it. Yeah, that's means- a very common and, uh, and a very acceptable uh, answer. Like, um, the, 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 uh, the whole point of this question is more to eke out what we mean. You know, it's not necessarily to have a definite mm. answer that you what happens is that you kind of eke out what what's important in this uh, to think about in this situation and the important way to think and therefore that informs your answer but the the way that you get to your answer is just as important um,
1: now the problem is that the way the way you set it up as well um, the one person by itself i'm making a choice to essentially kill that yeah. one person which may be more dramatic than killing five i think it was um God of all people, Stalin, who said, um, If one person dies, it's a tragedy. If a million people die, it's a statistic. Something like that. So it's more obviously well, more, yeah. more based on that person. He said that, yeah, honestly. I know. It's I, know ridiculous. I know.
0: But t- t- technically, he's got a point, though. It's like, he's, he becomes, it becomes. Yeah, he's got a really, he's he's got a really point. Like, you know, it's, it's really hard to think about. It's, it's, if you think about one person dying, then you've got the whole story that you can think about. But if you think about a million people dying, it's very hard to, you know. To, to understand, it, it. The, I don't think. Like, I don't think it's obviously. I, th- I it, think yeah, it's a bit more complicated than that. But it's. it's I, I think that's what he's getting at. I'm not going to say he's a nice yeah. person because of it. But
1: oh god, no! <laughs> he's, 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 he's. It's weird the fact of all the people to say that it was, it was him. I think if it, with that question if you said but the one person ha- will eventually find the cure for some sort of ing- for some sort of predicted disease that would make it more significant because like then you have have to think okay. about all the lives that would be saved in the so, future yeah, by that, him. that's
0: one way you can go about it. You can say, well, if you if okay, you're saying the many outweigh the few. What about if it, yeah. it, it that's very, that's a very direct thing saying well these, there's more people than less people, but then you could say well this less person might indirectly save more people later on so therefore you're making a tie a choice which is outside of a temporal this kind of temporal moment you know this event yeah and, and then you've got to think about that the other way that you can do it is by adding a bit more of um uh, what's it called uh agency to yourself because when you're pressing a button sometimes that m- it's different than okay so i'm going to present you another case and we'll have a look at this idea of agency and it's the idea of the fat man. Do you push the fat man? Okay. So the tram, the tram is going out of control. <laughs> just
1: stop. The, just stop. Just just stop. No, no, just stop the question there. No, that's it. No, no,
0: no. <laughs> believe me, this is actually this. I didn't invent this up. You know, this is this is actually this is proper philosophy, right? Um, okay. The tr- the tram is still running out of control. It's going slightly slower, okay. uh, but instead of you being in the track you know in the sorry in the tram office being able to press a button you're on the platform you see the five people probably tied up doesn't matter they, they can't get out but you do know because you're an expert um physician not physician that's a doctor you're an expert uh, um physics person my girlfriend does physics this is terrible um you're an expert <laughs> physics lad physicist that's a bloody word physics lad yeah i'll take physics lad it's fine Uh, and you um and you know that if you push this obese man who's in front of you in front of the train that it will stop before it hits the five people so therefore if you push the fat man you will save the five people so it's essentially like pressing the button will do you um do you push the fat man
1: Mm, that's interesting because you get so many different aspects of the the fact you've pushed them in the first place you see the horrific thing from it and also you're causing directly it's murder
0: yeah but at the same time then yeah well that that, so is is the law coming into effect here you're you're talking about um considerations for yourself there not necessary considerations Mm -hmm. for the actual situation because in essence you were still doing the same thing of killing one person to save five
1: also, a major consideration for myself would be: also, would people know when I push this fat guy on the rails that they that that's the reason it stopped? <laughs> would they think that I just added a potential other victim just in case? Uh, I was like, wait, there's not enough death yet. Let's put this fat, push this fat guy on. <laughs> I think I think just from my standpoint, I would because again, these are the way outweigh the needs of the few. Okay, so you you stick to your as, guns,
0: but you there's definitely a change there, but it's not necessarily the one that you think it is. You know what I mean? It's um.
1: I think I'd do it as long as if I, if I had justifiable proof If I wasn't absolutely If I was 100% positive sure it would happen And that it would save the five people then I would do it But okay. If it was a gamble okay. I don't okay. think I could take that risk Okay,
0: Let me take away the question Would you do it to, Would it be the right thing to do Yes So it would be the right thing to do Um, Because
1: well, Think about it this way that person is a son. Let's assume they have two... Well, son or daughter. They're Both both genders can be fat. Um, let's assume they are a son or daughter. Therefore, that's two people their death is going to affect minimum, because that's a mother and a father. Mm-hmm. If we apply that same logic to the five people, that's ten. Yeah. And that's already 15 people that have made a difference to, it, as opposed to three. I know it's an awful way to think about it, but that's what you have to take okay. into consideration. Okay. One person is a ripple in a huge ocean of people.
0: And okay, the last but not least is like the extreme of like saying the agency. Okay, you're in a hospital, uh, and it's a really small hospital, and there only. What happens is you're in. There's only five people in, in that hospital, and you are. You're a surgeon, and and you know that. Uh, and you you know that all these five people need transplants to live. They're all really urgent okay. ones. Okay one's heart one's lungs one's kidney but they're all individ- you know they're all separate parts of the body but they're all they, you, yeah. you all know that within the day if they don't have this surgery if they don't more within a week or, or no not really say that within the day then they will die but you're yeah. but you, the problem is is all the do- uh, all the organ uh, trucks can't get uh, can't get there because there's a huge snowstorm which is um okay which is blocking Ooh, off all the roads so you know that all these five people are going to die. Luckily, one charming lad walks into the door looking for shelter. He comes in and he goes, oh, can I stay here for the night? Because it's a hell, it's, you know, this massive snowstorm outside. Luckily, <laughs> it turns out he, he is a perfect match for all five of these donors. Uh, for all five of these okay. organs. Do you harvest the man? Oh, that's that's very interesting. The thing, because um, you can save five people by killing that one man by harvesting all his organs.
1: <sighs> Actually, that's it, it's weird how it's a different question but exactly the same yeah. question. Because I was going to say, I was going to say, well, you have to ask the person first, but I didn't ask the fat guy after I pushed him onto the rails.
0: Yeah. Or um. Some, I. Th- I guess at the. At, at, though at the same point, you could say you didn't have an opportunity to ask them you had to make a decision straight away split decision so it's either this or this this time you kind of go well i can ask him
1: yeah can i could i ask the individual and try and persuade him that he will have a legacy longer than his this 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 isn't dnd
0: i'm not gonna roll a dice or or like what if i get an what if i get a nine (laughs) what if i get a critical hit you know (laughs) but i think it's quite interesting um Anyway, I know. I find these questions I, quite interesting. Um, I found that's written. No, that's a really interesting question. I think, from my
1: standpoint, I would, and also to say to harvest someone isn't that such a weird phrase? I think. I, I think... think
0: by by saying certain words, then we're already ethically loading yeah. the question. So me saying a harvest was, I think, was intentional to make you think it was worse.
1: Yeah. Oh no! Definitely. I think with bring a morality into it if I did it with the fat guy I would feel bad and it would be a terrible thing but he's like, out of honestly, weight I he's think... out of all... shape <laughs> I'd get over that but yeah
0: <laughs> this guy's fine for loads of he's... all his organs are fine there's nothing yeah. wrong with him you know
1: I think the thing is though it's like going into it it would be he'd be coming somewhere to ha- to have shelter to be safe in the morning and then it'd be just I, I don't
0: know It's su- that's a, such a good question do you, you want to know what the I worst think thing I, you I'd... can do is you don't let him uh, in at all,
1: <laughs> and they both and they
0: all die. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I think I think from my standpoint, I'd agree. The better thing to do would be to let the five people live. But I think morality on both of those questions would be significant. I think the the weight you'd bear from doing both of those actions would be hugely significant.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I think there's some something to do with I th- there's uh, I can't remember the, exactly, but there is a kind of thought that. By making an ethical choice, by actually having the thinking before it, the actual choice in itself isn't that important. I don't necessarily one hundred but one hundred percent subscribe to that, but at the same time, you can understand that a bit more. Like you know, the idea of intention being important, but um,
1: yeah. Also, also, we're in a very different situation where we're not actually in those positions. I've um had a very enlightening conversation with somebody who says it's very easy to say, "Oh, you'd take a life to save the lives of others," but if they were placed with a gun in the hand and pointed at someone's head, they know they couldn't pull the trigger. Even if it was a, even if they had a their finger on top of the nuke, they know, they know individually as a person they couldn't take that risk. Yeah, I don't think I'd know. I don't think I'd know what I'd do if I was pushed to an extreme situation because that's when instinct kicks okay, in. Okay, so
0: maybe the I shouldn't say what would you do to what do you think the right thing is to do.
1: I think the right thing would be to save the five people. And I think if if you can talk to the person first and say, "Sorry, this is going to happen, but this is what your legacy is going to be," and give them an idea of what they're going to create, they might actually willingly do it.
0: Yeah, you say I that. Like, you say that they were going to willingly do it until they, uh, until you have to do it. <laughs> but even I'd say, say if they're going
1: to if they're going to willingly, all would you issues do it? Would, would be you do lifted. it? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, fair enough. I I thank you so very much for, the, um, for that. Um, I'm going to ask you one last question, Chris.
1: But so I try to be as honest as I can. Those are the sort of questions you need to be direct with, otherwise it, it, it's just not the, worth the it. The thing is asking. that
0: you can engage with them as little, um, as, as much as, little as you want to. So we've talked mm-hmm. about um, how that you, a lot of the um, things that are most meaningful to you, they're um, things that remind you about... Um, about like your memories about things that you and things that you can then maybe pass on down to people and kind of be able to share in that kind of memory like you and then also things that show your own personal development which is quite cool that's um like I think that's th- these are quite common themes but to see them in different ways is quite cool because we've had um, Joe where he you know our, our, our other co-host who um, talked about his guitar and how him learning to do guitar was his catalyst in the same way that um, driving was for you. Um, And you talked a lot about how you've managed to, you know, foster the confidence um, in in young children. And that's, that always makes you, is definitely meaningful. And I think that's a really lovely thing to say. Um, And we've gone through the morality of butchering people just to lighten the mood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well put. Um, But last question is, Based on the today's discussion, what would you say meaning is for you, in one to a few words?
1: Meaning. Uh, define meaning. Yeah.
0: Well, that that's, that oh. was the whole point of this oh, bloody... Um, it's to define meaning. Yeah, that was the whole point of the podcast. I, I, I'm asking oh, i asking you see. to define it for me right now.
1: <laughs> meaning, Meaning for me is what is important. Okay. What is important individually. Many things to me would mean nothing to somebody else. If I met a certain famous person, it could mean nothing. But it's what is significant to me. I surround myself in things I like and things I enjoy. As you are fully aware, I surround myself in DVDs, pictures. So and it's put, what makes me feel happy and nostalgic.
0: To put that in a couple of words, maybe something like personal importance or something like that.
1: I'd say... Uh, or what we think is n- important. N- oh, nostalgia without fearing looking forward.
0: You're a little, little poet, aren't you? you're a
1: little cheeky little <laughs> I if, it, if only if only i know it
0: knew it you're, you're <laughs> a teacher
1: <laughs> hey who's who's the teacher here come on
0: <laughs> uh, yeah
1: no i tell you what it's nostalgia without nostalgia without fear of looking
0: forward uh, thank you very much chris for joining me i um mate it's been a pleasure uh, you can catch up with you uh do you want to give out your twitter handle or you don't really use twitter though do you
1: uh, Twitter I only update my racing results, but every time I do something like this, I'll, I'll probably retweet this one. It goes on, so it's at Criff 4 I wasn't born in two thousand and four, it's just my number. But yeah, no, it's
0: fine. I've been Robert Gammon at Robert the Gammon on Twitter. Um, you can also see um, uh, my my lovely blog at um at RobertGammonBlog.com, I believe. Oh God, I should have really. Looked oh, that
1: up. Done, I've done, I've I've done a dramatic reading of your blog, haven't
0: I? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Robert Gammon. <laughs> robertgammonblog.wordpress.com sorry, there we are, I should have had that ready and um, you can also um, <laughs> look up all my GameSpew articles uh, because I'm doing more of them uh, at the moment uh, uh, so yeah, it's gamespew.com forward slash author forward slash gammon um, for that uh, and yeah, if you want to catch up with any more of the stuff that I do thank you again Chris uh, for joining me <laughs> you've been an absolute uh, Anytime, buddy. pleasure and that was uh, Robert Gammon's Search for Meaning, we'll see you sometime soon